Welcome to Super Bloom. I am your host, Hava, and today I'm so ready to talk about what has been so alive for me recently, and I'm starting to think it might be a part of the collective energy. So we are approaching our winter solstice, which historically throughout different cultures is this moment of death and rebirth of the sun. So it's the darkest day of the year, and because we're also exiting our little adventure through Sagittarius and preparing to enter 2023, it is really all about getting ready for the ambition that we are going to feel come to us in 2023. So that's booked and busy energy, but it's the booked and busy energy with something that is also fulfilling to you. Because I feel like if 2022 taught me anything, it's that There is space for us to align in our passions and make that our full-time moment. We don't need to feel like we have to work certain jobs and live an unfulfilling life to create stability and to create structure in our life. This is something I learned and I hope if that resonates then you hear where I'm coming from and I also want to acknowledge that There's so many ways to honor the way you know you work best because to work is going to be a constant in our life. Like we are here on a human experience to contribute to our communities through work. But I think along the way, we've come really far from what that work can look like. There's this thing called a division of labor, and that's basically where every single person, no matter what they are contributing, is equal to the other. When I first learned about this, my mind instantly went to, if you think about a school structure, like a mainstream school structure, you have your principal who I always put this person on a pedestal like, okay, you know, if I'm going to the principal's office, I already surpassed the teacher's assistant and then the teacher and then I surpassed the counselor and then I I made my way to the top. What I've recently thought about is like the principal is no better than the janitor because if there were to be a dirty school and there was no one that led the responsibility of keeping the school clean for the children to be able to be present in that building, then the principal would not have a job. The principal would not have a role to play because there would be no school to be doing that role in. And when I thought about it like that, I'm like, wow, every single person is contributing. And the more we can be aware of the contributions that do have value, even though if our society has found ways to make us feel like they don't serve this world, there's a bridge, I believe, between how we are naturally in our essence and how we can show up and contribute to our communities in that way while also functioning in modern society, being able to receive compensation and have stability to build our lives, to really plant ourselves somewhere to grow for those roots to form maybe that is the energy just wanting to presence that that we are approaching a winter solstice and that is going to be december 21st 22nd and it's coming up so you may already feel some of these energies around death and rebirth the art of letting go i know i have that is what's going to lead me in to today's topic i want to talk about 
how important it is to recognize when we are self-sabotaging and be proactive in our lives to make sure we keep ourselves in alignment and we make sure that we are aware with every action we take. There is The universe is going to provide us with an experience of a reaction or a response. And recently my journey has been showing me all these different ways where I I might be crowned self-sabotage queen at times. But the thing is, I must say, although I really sit and loop in the ideas of, oh, I could do this, or it would just be easier if I forgot that lesson and I just, ugh, you know, the universe will show me again, I'm ready, I'll do it again just to get out of this discomfort of growth. And that's really been my mind recently of like, oh, I know this is going to serve me better. I know this is the lesson I just learned. But man, I, it's so uncomfortable seeing this positive change and feeling this change. It's change is so uncomfortable. It's so unfamiliar. But it's the type of uncertainty that I find peace in because of all these years I've been in a survival mode through uncertainty. Now that I'm in uncertainty feeling peace, that got me a little triggered. I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely noticing these thought patterns where I'm like, ooh, I could just do that. I could do what I know doesn't work, but at least I know it doesn't work. So I don't have to think about all the potential ways it could work because I'll just make it work with it not working. (laughs) That's, look, I'm just here to let you know. This is what has been so present. I was talking to a friend. She had gone through her own journey of a relationship that really taught her the importance of co-empowerment rather than codependent. I was just talking to her last night like, yeah, you know, I've just thought about, you know, breaking my boundaries and breaking the like rules I have set for myself that I know through therapy, through my healing practices, through my meditation, through my prayers, through the books I'm reading, through the courses I'm taking, through the work, the soul work I am doing every day. I have learned for myself what it means to be my best friend, my best advocate, to be my best lover. And I'm ready to throw all that knowledge away because I am uncomfortable with the feeling of positive growth, of the positive change of the peace in my life. I just want to break my boundaries. I don't want to listen to these rules. And she's known me since childhood. And so she even offered me this reflection of like, well, Hava, you've always been that, that silly, trickery, challenging the rules, you know, kind of going to the beat of your own drum. And so the feeling that you're having right now of wanting to break your own rules is pretty on brand to that inner child of yours that always wanted to break the rules in a way where it was like not going to cause serious damage to anyone, but it was playful. Like maybe you were going to get a few giggles. But the truth is when I would break different rules, it was causing the most damage to myself. Whether that was breaking the rules of cheating in school, I caused the most damage to myself to 
teach myself this narrative of I'm not worthy to apply my own knowledge. I can't really think about a lot of rules I broke consistently. I think it was more just like the behavior. Like I did win class clown superlative in high school. (laughs) I also won best laugh and I won most school spirited. But anyway, the point of all this is to say (laughs) that When we are realizing we are self-sabotaging, it's important to catch ourselves before we take an action that we know is not going to serve us. And look, we're all on our own journey. I don't believe in right or wrong. I believe we are going to experience the outcome and use the tools we have in that moment to do our best. And for me, it was really a thought the other day, like, well, you know what? Uh, look, I've been training my whole life. I could go, I could loop in that lesson again. Let's get it. And then in the next second, I'm like, absolutely not. Would I ever want to endure the pain and the suffering that came from that lesson? No, 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 no. Because just like as we're stepping into the solstice energy of death and rebirth, of letting go, of moving into this new cycle that is going to be full of ambition and alignment, Do you really want to consciously be taking two steps back? Do you really want to consciously be saying, you know what? I am going to break my own rules and sabotage myself and hurt myself and hurt those around me and be that little child that just doesn't want to accept that these rules are formed, these boundaries exist because they are serving a purpose. As an adult, this is the first boundary I've ever set. And I'm going to explain the boundary that I set, which is after leaving my partnership, I made a boundary with myself to go no contact with the person. And I also informed him when the breakup was happening that like, I am not in a space to communicate. I will not be engaging socially with you. I'm going to play a game where I don't know you. And it's going to be the hardest game I've ever played. And this is the hardest boundary I've ever set because I've never had a boundary. But I'm informing you because this is what I know I need. Out of all the suffering, out of all the pain, out of all the pleasure, out of all the love that came through in so many different ways. The biggest lesson I learned is I need to set boundaries. Because the beautiful thing about a boundary is it's not limiting you. It's not this idea where you are now less free than you were before you set the boundary. Boundaries allow you to create this vessel and a vessel is a sacred, sacred archetype throughout all cultures. And I now see and perceive boundaries that I set for myself as a container of growth, as a container of self-development. It's like a river. Without the riverbed, without that beautiful curve that nature forms, the water would literally just dissipate if there was no boundaries to that river. There would be no flow. It would turn into just dissipated, stagnant water, and that's where disease happens. Stagnant water? Mm Mm-mm. That's not the vibe. So when I started to think about setting boundaries, the importance of boundaries, and why that will help me in moments of being triggered by past trauma that I'm still working through, why boundaries are going to allow me to look at myself and celebrate the little wins of showing up 
as an evolved me. Once we have an awareness, it's then our responsibility to choose to turn the other cheek, ignoring the abuse that you are witnessing happen to someone else. And now it's like if you're going to turn the cheek on your own self, like you're going to you are choosing to ignore the fact that you know if you choose to sabotage yourself of living in your suffering rather than being birthed into a more evolved, healthier you. That's to me self-sabotage because I think that's important. Like, okay, well, what what is self-sabotage? One of the biggest questions I've asked myself is why as humans are we addicted to our suffering and we form this identity around our suffering or when we suffered the most? And so once I thought about that, I then felt like, okay, well, if our identity is formed around our suffering, then when we are in the process of letting go of our suffering, detaching ourselves from that weight that we do not have to carry anymore, the lesson is light. But the weight of the trauma that we are still carrying today, living with today, Because you can only dive as deep into life as you can with a buoy attached to the surface. The depths of you that you are ready to discover, the past trauma you are still identifying with is acting like that buoy, holding you afloat, holding you to that surface level, holding you to that level of that trauma. But the thing is you can take the lesson you learned and cut yourself from the baggage and continue to explore more of you. What happens though when we cut ourselves from that trauma, when we really release these energetic cords, when we set these energetic boundaries and physical boundaries, when we physically let go of people, places, objects, projects, a part of us has to die. There is death that is happening on a spiritual level, energetic level, So whatever your death is going to look like throughout this life, that right there, I believe, is the reason that we are so scared to lose our identity with our suffering. Because a part of us has to die and death is probably one of the top things humans fear the most because it's so, there's just so much unknown it's completely unknown i mean of course there's studies and there's research and there's assumptions and there's we can travel through different astral realms and experience maybe what death will look like like of course there's ways that we're trying to figure it out as humans (laughs) for some reason we choose to spend our life conceptualizing death which i've been there too i think it is absolutely fascinating but with that I know death has been something I have feared the most in my life and that I've also accepted the most in my life. Once I transformed my fear of death into an acceptance of death, I was now able to actually let go. Let go of the parts of me I identified to my suffering, to my past, to the trauma that happened to me that I was still allowing to define me. If you feel like you have this fear in you when you think about death, then there's probably a blockage that you can identify 
when it comes to letting things go. My truth is, I could spend my whole life assuming what an outcome will be without taking the action. And that's one way I can exist. But because I know I get paralyzed in overthinking, and so because I've identified that, I now have been working on ways to let go, A, of the idea of control that I don't have, B, needing to know what's going to happen, and C, the fear that I will not be capable to grow through whatever the outcome is. And that right there is why when I'm in my moments of thinking it'd be easier to self-sabotage than to continue to grow in the direction I'm in right now, it's these, it's these thoughts that resurface. And I just sit in this discomfort and I just feel it. I'm like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. I'm triggered. I'm overthinking. I'm overanalyzing. I want to set myself free from this experience. How can I do that? And that's when I do the opposite of those three things I just listed. So I release control over what I do not have control over. I find the courage to allow whatever is going to happen to happen. And I have unconditional confidence in myself that whatever the outcome is, it is happening for me and I will already have the tools I need to grow. Or whatever the outcome is, the lesson in life, the universe is going to provide me the tools and resources I need to grow. And for that, I'm grateful. Then it all boils down to I am so grateful To be able to be human and to feel the depths of this and to feel the ways that I'm choosing to ultimately create my life. It's like the universe provides you, provides us this canvas. The universe provides us all these different mediums that we could use. The the universe provides us with all the tools we need, but we are the artist of our life. And you know, sometimes that looks like just splatter painting and just looking at, okay, if I just be and exist in my fullness and the uncertainty, what art will come out of that? Sometimes it's fine brush strokes and you're very meticulous and you have a very clear idea of what you're painting and you take your time to paint. We could play for so long on what art are you creating with your life, with the tools the universe has provided for you so far? What art are you creating? And I invite you to think about that. Let's take a moment to think about that. I think that's really beautiful. So right now, wherever you are, just take a quick little life inventory. What's working for you in your life? What's thriving in your life? What are you grateful for that you are experiencing? And imagine now you're, you're dressed as your artist self. Maybe that's what you wear on a day-to-day basis. Maybe you have a different, different pieces in your wardrobe that you can wear when you are expressing yourself more freely. 
And so now we've taken life inventory. You're dressed as your artist. And now I want you to look at the art you've created so far. What are you working with? Is it clay? Is it paint? Is there wood? What are the materials? How are you creating this art that is your life? And what perspective do you see of this art piece right now? Because whatever perspective is being shown to you, that's the reminder that's coming through right now. The reminder of all the work you've done to get to this point in your life to have this perspective of your life. This perspective of you. And so now that you see this art piece, acknowledge all of the effort and energy, whatever your experience is, it's for you. And so just take a moment to appreciate yourself, honor your creativity and your craft in this life. (sighs) All right. Now that we've discovered (laughs) the beautiful art piece we're creating, what just came through was the bus I was building out and how I spent so many months, so many months, actually so many years prior to even like receiving this bus, thinking about what tiny home on wheels um, I would have and what the layouts would look like. And I built this bus and it was very close to completion as far as like the framing, the insulation. I had the wiring ready to go in, the plumbing lines ready to go in. I had all the equipment and tools and appliances like I had everything in that bus ready to be built that piece of art I was building this project and two weeks ago or maybe not even two weeks ago maybe like a week ago I demolished the entire bus build inside I literally was with my dad and we did this together and we had a sledgehammer and I just broke down all that I've built the art I've created I destroyed in the same project in the same project I designed built and destroyed and let go and sold all and the thing is that is art some of the best artists are the ones that know how to let go of their art let go of the outcome but also just not be so attached to it And so that's just what came through in my mind was like, wow, I'm just feeling whatever art piece I'm creating in life, it has gone through a lot of like highs and highs and lows and lows. (laughs) I like this. This is very playful. I think it's very, very, I know it's very important for me to have play in my process of healing, in my process of growth, um, because when when I take life too seriously, I'm just like stuck. Why would I not have fun even in moments of my life that feel like are really hard and challenging and painful? Like why would I not be grateful to feel this pain? I'm a human. There's a waiting list to get to earth, y'all. And we made it. <laughs> We're here. 
So this life is going to happen for us, period. Claim that. To sum up today's episode, we acknowledge that we're approaching the winter solstice, the death and rebirth of the sun. We are leaving our adventure through Sagittarius and really coming into this moment of ambitious, the way we can find balance in being and doing, taking action and receiving. I am so thankful to be able to be here and share what's alive for me right now. If this resonates with you, take it. If it doesn't, leave it behind. This podcast is designed for you to practice your discernment of what information you would like to keep and what information you are ready to let go of. And it's just this practice of letting go and receiving. And if you're curious of ways I practice finding courage to allow the outcome, if you're curious of how I have formed unconditional confidence for myself to know I will have the tools to get through what I grow through, and if you're curious to know how I release the idea that I have control over the things I do not have control over, imaginary control, (laughs) I would love to share more about those practices. All right, y'all, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I am sending you love and gratitude, and I hope you turn any Monday gloom into an opportunity to bloom. I'm your host, Hava, and I will see you next Monday.